Welcome to Mr. Reticle Presents the C Word, a deep dive into the IBLP and WWYD. I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And in this side quest, we'll be discussing why the Institute of Basic Life Principles is a cult. What does a charismatic leader, deception, homeschooling, and purity culture have in common? Brainwashing, abuse, and scandal. Oh my. Bring your snorkel, swim trunks, and sexy rash guard and jump in with us every other Wednesday. And then bam, music. You good? Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because she doesn't record her own voice. So like no one knows what we're talking about. (laughs) Right. They can't hear it. Guys, just for the record, there's a little lady that talks to us before we start recording and she scares the pee out of me every time. (gasps) Wait, speaking of pee really quick. Okay. Hang on. That sounds bad. Um, Hi, by the way. (laughs) Terrible intro. (laughs) No, I love it. So I went to work the other day and I was in the outpatient clinic and I went to pee and like the door is right across from our lunch room area. So I like pop in there really quick. I was like, I have to pee. So I'm doing the whole, like, I don't have to run. Like, don't make it look like you're running, but like you have to run because you have to pee thing. Yes. I run in there and it's like, you go right in and it's like a sink and then the toilet right on your right. And then directly across from the toilet on your left is like a stand up shower for like employees if they're okay. running on their lunch break or whatever. So I go in, I sit around, like I turn around, I sit. And I look up and like, you know, we all have that fear of something being behind a shower curtain. Oh God. There's an anatomical skeleton. Somebody had moved it from the clinic floor and it was in there and it was like Captain Morganing, like on the, <laughs> the flip down seat. And like, good thing I was already sitting down to pee. Cause I didn't have an option. I like, I clenched I'm like, who the heck did that? And my coworker told me, was like, I have no idea who did Genius. that. Amazing. Apparently they had put him in there and they're like, let's play a prank on our boss and we'll set him up on the toilet sitting. So she right. was the first one to find him and she screamed, I guess it was great. Uh, and then he got moved into the shower, which is where I encountered him. But yeah, I was <laughs> taken aback. At least you didn't scream. I didn't, but I'm like, whoo, that's unexpected. If this <laughs> begins like a saga of awesome hospital pranks i expect to hear about one every Ooh. time we record because oh amazing like the office oh. but in a hospital yes i should move him next week you said i should move him oh yes so i'm gonna move him on monday and get back to you i don't you know him, what if you put him in like a broom mm. closet holding a broom like ooh, yeah like, like right behind a like door he's so handing it to you, you. There's one closet all the therapists are going in out of because they have our like clean rags that we have to, you know, like sanitize everything down with. And when you yeah. walk in, the lights are always off and it's not very big. I bet if I just shoved him in there, it'd be yes. the first thing you saw is you open the door. Yep. And if you're like me, you don't turn the light on until you're already in there. You could put a sign on him that just says like howdy or I don't know. I'm trying to make it even more funny. Give him Somebody a already put somebody already put socks on him. So he's yeah. a naked skeleton with socks. socks. You give him like a mask. Yeah. He <laughs> does think, have a mask too, actually. There you go. I think that's yeah, genius. He does. You should definitely find him a hat. Maybe that'll be like the thing I really go all out when I leave this job. Yep. Like I'm going to completely dress him up and I'm going to do it on a Sunday. So then they find him on a Monday yep. and people will be like, who the heck did this? And I will be. <laughs> I love it. I'm totally invested. I'm going to in do this. it. I will help you think of ideas. I think you should put yes. him in the closet. I think that's a good one. 
I, ooh, I could put him up. I could set him up in my like boss's chair. I could take him down from the stand. I have to unscrew him. But... Let him sit. Oh, yep. Yeah, in her what desk, is, dressed up like her. Put, can you put his feet? Oh my god, if he could like steal her clothes somehow. Could you like put his feet up on her desk so it's like he's like relaxing with his feet? <laughs> yes. Really not bend that way. He should bend that way. This may re- require a trip to the dollar store. I think. I think this will be great. That's totally fine. <laughs> dollar store to, I'm so I want pictures before you leave him there oh it'll happen yeah I'm very invested in this now it's it's 100% happening and I'll mm-hmm. think it's hilarious yep <laughs> I should leave a really I should leave a sign that's like if you don't invite me to all of the work meetings even though I don't work here anymore like the outside of work activities yep. this won't be the only skeleton that you'll be finding <laughs> <laughs> like I'll leave it really honest <laughs> You could also hey, write, like, hey, thanks, miss you. an email. <laughs> yeah, That would be good, too. Could have been oh, that's great. Does he have a name? Could have been an email. He should. Should give him a name mm. tag. Something funny. Be great. Hmm. Anyways, that's my funny story from last that's week. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I have nothing. Nothing funny. Been home. That's it. <laughs> Except for today when I went to the vet for an hour and whatever, however long I was there. Deep in. Do they like? Do they like charge you every time you bring them back for something, or is this like all part of it? Okay. No, it's all part of it. It's yeah. Just for cleaning. They Poor said guy. it looks great, and we don't have to go back till next Wednesday. And then the Wednesday after that, he's done and gets the cone off and stuff. So. Oh, poor Tommy. He'll be so happy though. His stitches will come out, and he can itch the shit out of his ear. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, for your sake, I kind of hope he doesn't. I hope he's just like, oh, no cone. He- I'm good. I don't need to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, by then it shouldn't be itchy and bothering him the way it is now. But yeah, like I said, he's always that's his spot. That's like his spot that he likes being bitched. So I don't mm. think he'll ever stop. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, oh my god! What are our cult points? Okay, cult points. <laughs> cult points from last episode. So we briefly talked on the whole like maintain the healthy weight expectation on women that you know it's like if you're being healthy great but if it's just being nitpicky not great right so one thing under behavior control was regulate diet food and drink hunger and or fasting so i'm gonna add that to the list just for like the shaming purpose of it if right if that's happening in certain situations which not everyone but i'm sure it could be in a few we covered teaching thought stopping techniques last time a little bit was shut down reality testing by stopping negative thoughts and allowing only positive thoughts singing and humming we talked about that how girls are always supposed to be happy and singing and smiling so that's going on the list i don't like any of that uh yeah forbid critical questions about leader doctrine or policy allowed that's i'm going to put that underneath the umbrella of authority like you're not really allowed to question your husband right even if like you're doing so leaders. respectfully. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's one thing to question your husband. It's another thing to question somebody who's not your husband that's in a form of authority that's not really done. It's probably yeah. more acceptable in your household than outside out, of it, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was under thought control. Next section is information control. And number three, compartmentalize information into outside versus inside doctrine. So point C, allow only leadership to decide who needs to know what and when. That's going to be your husband if you're in the the family thing. Now, hopefully he would let you know when and whatever, 
because he views you as an equal, but I think that's a case where maybe not. not all the kind time. of it kind of not to immediately mention the family who shall not be named, but <laughs> it does make me think of when he was first doing things to his sisters. Mm-hmm. It was very like need to know basis, not like yes. Granted, I know he like had to tell the church, like Josh did, I think like tell the whole yeah like this is what I did and I'm sorry now let me go dig holes in this guy's backyard but (laughs) whatever right well Uh, that's another thing too with like those big kind of Christian cult groups is like any scandal that gets out they keep it very hush hush but that was and that was all two years before it became public knowledge right so they had sketchy hush hush yeah yeah I mean look at you know jerry fowell jr and his his wife who ran off with the pool boy um that happened a long time ago and everybody kept that pretty quiet so didn't they at this point good for her (laughs) (laughs) maybe the pool boy was nicer i don't know i don't uh i don't know i'm just no i'm still paying for his yacht but anyway uh okay you should start i'm kidding don't stop paying listen if i do that they will come for me uh okay so number four uh, under encourage spying on other members i highlighted impose a buddy system to monitor and control member now i'm going to kind of say that that's mostly applicable to the courtship part of always having a third party and i don't think that's super nefarious i mean i think even secular parents who have teenage kids that are dating it's like well let's just make sure they don't get in any trouble so i it's on the list I'm sure it'll come up again in other ways, but for this episode, it's more of the courtship thing. Yeah. And then point C, ensure that individual behavior is monitored by the group. So again, that's also, it's not just courtship. That's probably everyone. If you're growing right. up in this year, everyone's keeping an eye, on, an eye on you. So that one will probably also come up again too. Not always bad. Just in this case, that's the reference. Right. And then three emotional control make the person feel that problems are always their own fault never the leaders or the group's fault that sounds like a lot of what we talked about last yeah. episode when it comes to if you do this or don't do this your man can leave because somebody else is going to appreciate that about him that was probably the biggest point to yeah. that episode and then down the line number eight i'm this is probably not super directly related but phobia indoctrination underneath that there's b terrible consequences if you leave and i'm also gonna say the terrible, umbrella anymore right you're not under the umbrella and also terrible consequences if your husband leaves because you're the one that gets blamed for it so you right. still have to deal with the consequences even if somebody else is the Please. problem right shunning of those who leave fear of being rejected by friends and family uh that is i'm gonna lump into the shame category as well if like you and your husband are having problems and that's your umbrella right and you don't get to go sideways to ask you know i mean hopefully they would discuss it with their family like hey we're going through a hard time like what would you do but maybe not like i mean you i just feel ashamed a, and asking for help there was a chunk where they said ask your in-laws for advice or like go to a leader or whatever like a church counselor right so, so I guess it's that disconnect of, even though it's strictly stated, like, you know, feel free to get to know his family and you're like, he knows, gets to know your family. And that's yeah. not a full sentence. Anyways, I got it. Um, <laughs> even though it's explicitly stated as like, that door is always open for advice and things like that right. and leading that couple. 
do they really feel open enough to approach them is the question so that's probably a family kind of like that today okay because that's probably more of like a family by family basis if you're comfortable or not right hopefully you would be but nothing wrong never asking for help ever no never next one is never a legitimate reason to leave so that's more um for the woman's role because that's your umbrella of authority um and then those who leave are weak i don't think that's necessarily for the last episode applicable but the next one undisciplined and unspiritual maybe because they have that clause in there about if if you're praying for one outcome and it goes a different direction god's trying to humble you again that's that's a lot of pressure for an outcome of sucking it up and that's just the card you're dealt so that it's because you're undisciplined it's because you're unspiritual it's because you're worldly which is the next one Um, or you're seduced by money like oh you're praying about a financial situation or your husband's decision that you don't agree with and the outcome is he did his own thing anyway and it backfired god's just teaching you to be less reliant on money it's like well not necessarily (laughs) so that means your kids don't get to eat that week right that's a big deal exactly yeah yeah so i'd say that that falls under there as as well yeah but that's it we have so shorter bullet points this week not quite as bad it's good and some of them were a little bit of a stretch but i'm sure they'll come up yeah well on that note we're gonna switch do you have any housekeeping i have nothing i mean i have a literal housekeeping <laughs> but no not podcast i mean who doesn't <laughs> laundry is forever um and Terrible. dishes also. Yeah. and buying gas and groceries and cooking it's all forever i just don't i would just anyway. love somebody to make food for me and clean up the kitchen after they do it if i had if i was rich and it's like you could have one bougie thing i'd be like i want a personal chef that's all i want oh Franz, that's it. every time i ask Franz to help in the kitchen that's what he says he's gonna hire and i'm like cool when where are they <laughs> it's been three years sir yeah no he's doing it's better okay <laughs> hey, you so no, did, did full prep full prep food prep so i was down there for like four hours cooking wow disciplined um but honestly like most of that time was chopping and like prep work yes yeah so we're doing the training faithful men resource manual to kind of counteract your women's one yes most of them are the same it's like the last couple that are different so there's be sure you're a christian keep your first love which is god resolve basic conflicts discover purpose in life conquer impure thought i do the conquer impure thoughts page i think nope not that one just kidding conquer destructive habits meditate on scripture deal with discouragement understand adversity that one makes me curious but i didn't find anything for it you know um hmm benefit from your problems, tame your tongue. So tame your tongue was in both of them, but the, the chunk that was on the website is specifically from the men's manual. So I don't know if it's different mm. than the woman's okay. manual. It's just mm. meaning like you're responsible for your words. Right. But I don't know why that was specifically in the men's, men's manual as opposed to like the woman's. Mm. Okay. Um, be an effective spiritual leader. This is the first one that is not in the training faithful women manual. There's this help your husband be a spiritual leader. So yeah, there are a handful of articles pulled from the men's training manual titled, how can I 
maximize my home's potential to be a worship center or a hospitality center or a learning center or a health center. Like that's a big chunk of their thing is making it the most like functioning. That's not, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> like, just like your house is like a center for everything basically is what that's saying. Gotcha. Um, I focus on home, a worship center, which is caring for the spiritual needs of your family. Since that's related to this. Um, your home mm-hmm. is supposed to be a place for family worship. It's not meant to replace the interaction with the body of Christ, which to me means church. Yes. Or like broader community, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The goal is to leave your family feeling refreshed, instructed, and strengthened for ministry in the church and community. This comes with respecting personal quiet times. This is done by creating a respectful attitude about the time and space used for private devotions making prayer, Bible reading, and conversing about God, a normal occurrence in your home, and encouraging your kids to follow by example. It says, teach them to honor God and demonstrate their love for you by occupying themselves quietly and keeping interruptions to a minimum when they, when you need to be alone with the Lord. But I they're just, kids. They're not going to be quiet and neat and respectful all the time. No. That's a lot of... Um, expectation for your child to be emotionally regulated at a young age yeah Hmm. I just also wanted to emphasize that when you need to be alone with the Lord it didn't say when you or your wife need to be or even your children if you're teaching them it sounds like you kind of have that expectation of you're going to be doing your own dive into these things as well right to an age appropriate point right but obviously your three-year-old isn't gonna sit in a room and do a devotion no. God by himself but you're like no but it's like my we, or your 16 year old right right but we might be doing like Jonah and the whale tonight at story time and you have to be quiet while we talk about what that means like right. yeah yeah okay it also goes on to saying having family devotions focusing on scripture together considering God's creation which was like, it was literally a whole thing about taking your time to go enjoy nature. And I was like, all about that. I love that. Yeah, I do too. That's great. Get children outside. Take yourself national parks. Get yourself outside. <laughs> um, yes. Praise the Lord in song. This is through music selections, instruments that like you or your kids play, um, hymns and worship songs, which are choral work, instrumental pieces, hymns and worship songs. I wrote that really repetitive. like they don't I know at least for like the family who shall not be named as an example they are not allowed to listen to uh like modern Christian music Mm -hmm. too many drums I'm guessing like like Hawk Nelson would not fly no there's no Reliant (laughs) K in their house or newsboys in their skillet they'd be like that is that is rock and roll I wonder if Mercy Me counts as that I feel like Mercy Me is pretty if they, have a problem, maybe. if they have a problem with mercy me they need to just get out because that is one of the most like in the christian community that is yeah. one of the most spiritually grounded yep. christian bands you can listen to and their music is great it a is little, really beautiful off topic but have you watched the, the movie only imagine or i can only imagine no i've heard it, really good things though it made me ball my eyes out so <laughs> you should watch it <laughs> I know my Um, parents loved it. They recommended it too. Yeah, it's good. It's on Amazon, I think, or it used to be. I don't know. There's also one with KJ Appa, who's the guy from the kid from uh, um, Riverdale, and he plays Jeremy Camp in a (laughs) biopic about Jeremy Camp, which I was like, that's all right. Interesting. (laughs) 
Hmm. Get it. New Zealander. Okay. Um, <laughs> the other one is minister to others, uh, which just means small Bible studies, like outside of your home, small Bible studies, mm-hmm. singing, missionary work, neighboring, witnessing, outreach to broken families, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Okay. So that's what the wife is helping them do. Yeah. Um, gotcha. This is the one where I have the most info. So avoid damaging the spirit of your marriage. The women's one is what was it? I had it open and I lost it. It's not that. Oh, it's develop oneness of spirit in your marriage. Okay. As opposed to avoid damaging the spirit of it. So you're not, you're not developing the oneness. You just can't damage it. It's her job to create it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, like. I can see how that would seem a little oddly worded. You know what I mean, like Develop une- uneven. And then this is avoid damaging. Hmm. Okay. So this is based on an article on their website of how a husband's actions can preserve his marriage. Key areas of loving leadership. Here we go. Yeah. The husband role of authority and responsibility in the marriage covenant. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> he is to faithfully, lovingly lead his wife in a responsible manner, not to dominate her, but to care for her and protect her. So I don't understand that. That's an oxymoron to me. It is too, because everything on the women's side says not to dominate her, but on the women's one, it's pretty clearly dominating, at least to yeah. me. Yeah. Seems like they've kind of so are you switched, an authority you in a better you- light equal yeah okay all right as a husband your actions this is all word for word from their website by the way i i didn't um paraphrase too much because i don't want to like pull from take away from it yeah yeah as a husband your actions are a deciding factor in whether or not a marriage is successful honor the following things so that you can preserve your marriage and honor your vows to god and your wife Mm -hmm. treasure her lovely among all earthly things your wife should be your first priority i think that's great take her on dates Mm -hmm. or have a date night every week contact her throughout the day and be easy to reach like if you're at work you know just Mm -hmm. little messages here and there be alert when she needs help either with chores repairs and also to ask her like if she needs Mm -hmm. help with anything be enthusiastic and attentive to her and your kids after work it can be the most exciting time of their day i don't love that um meet her deep but i'm gonna talk about it (laughs) deepest needs which is just like intimate they wrote intimate conversations um serve as her confidant and surprise her with like gifts or going on to dinner or whatever like i said these aren't bad at all i don't like the exciting day one um but to me it, it just reminds me of like when I was a kid, my dad would come home from work and my mom was stuck with us all day. And she's like, oh my gosh, thank God you're home. Get these kids off of me. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, dad is home. This is the, this is the most exciting part no, of my No, that's day. what I was going to say. Five. Like when I watch my nephew wait for my brother to get home from work, he's so excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. going to yeah. be four in like a week. He wears size seven kids clothes though. He's okay. This kid is massive for just for the record. When I met this child, I thought he was delayed because Lynn was trying to get him to say his numbers and be like, what's my name? And he couldn't say your name. And I was like, oh my gosh, this kid is like, there's something off. Cause he was massive and like, he's delayed for <laughs> his size. And then she's like, oh, by the way, he's one. I'm like, excuse me. Like, this, is, 
this is a two and a half year old (laughs) ma'am no he's He's just a big kale avocado filled boy um (laughs) his largest small child i've ever met like he was quite advanced actually yeah he's very smart it's just he's huge um anyway like he gets so excited when my brother gets home you know what i mean so it's like i understand from like that point of view it's just like I don't know. I just didn't like the wording of it. I guess it's like a weird phrase. Like you're the most exciting part of their day. You have to be courteous. Also like (laughs) husbands are tired after work. They're coming home from work and needing more work. I don't know. That's a balance you and your Mm -hmm. wife have to figure out together. Yes. Or you and your your partner need to figure that out together. Um, if you have any stay at home parent, um, it states that if you're preoccupied with work, your hobby, or another relationship, she may feel insecure. That's a, I feel like I want to highlight that word because we're going to say it a bunch and I want to see how many there are. Oh, yes. Yeah, do it. Because I, I don't necessarily like it. Um, second is providing spiritual leadership, which we already covered. If you do not, she may not put her full confidence in you and she could turn to others for spiritual leadership or she could shoulder the burden herself. So I guess in, in this point, they do kind of match because to, to an extent, like, yeah. cause you know, the other side was if, if you're not, what was it like? I'm trying to think of the wording that it put on the woman, but I have it open. like he, he might neglect his spiritual duties if you shoulder them and he'll feel insecure and then leave. And then right. the also flip-flop, if you don't meet her needs, then yeah, she'll right. turn to somebody else. So I guess that's probably the most equal thing I've seen so far on <laughs> both of these. Yeah. But it is interesting that she is turning to others for spiritual leadership or she'll take it on herself and that's spiritual leadership. But with the females, it was more, he's going to turn to another female. Right. Not so, spiritual diff- leadership. For- no, no dick related things uh <laughs> <laughs> right i was like how Those do i put this softly things. there is no way i'm just gonna say <laughs> uh, yuck. um mm-hmm. help her resolve her secret fears so this is the one that i said when you were reading the bullet points that we might kind of talk about i forget which one it was uh oh about like seeking counsel outside of your marriage or whatever or if asking for advice so mm-hmm most wives have deep fears and emotions that they have never shared with their husbands. Your wife may shy away from exposing her deepest feelings because she feels guilty of having fears. She hopes the fears and emotions will pass. She wants to avoid your teasing or rejection. She desires to reduce your burdens, or she knows that you don't have solutions. It goes on to explain that she may use a hypothetical by saying it's another woman with the same problem to see how you react. I personally feel like this can be normal, Um, but also like your wife shouldn't fear you in my personal opinion, but I also am coming from a place where like, we have no boundaries in this house. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't ever feel like I can't talk to him about something or vice versa. Like it's always very, very open. But again, we've also been together for 11 years. It's not like we're trying to figure each other out still. Right. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a family that has like anything goes to, you can say whatever you want. The conversation is always available yeah. and open, regardless of the family role you're in. But right. 
when you read this though, it just, and I think there are women that could feel this way and be like, you know, there's anxious people out there and they will fret and worry and have, I mean, Eric is a nervous person. I have to, or like, we have to talk through things because he's anxious. He's the anxious one. I'm like, everything will be fine. It'll work out. It's fine. But you know, like you can't have anxious people. Um, and I have met women that aren't able to comfortably come forward and talk to somebody they're really close to, and they will use a hypothetical situation, but that this whole, these whole two bullet points just kind of reads like really old fashioned. Yeah. Like almost like in the forties or the fifties, when you were a housewife, you were just so concerned that your husband was going to judge you. You couldn't do that. And now I think we completely moved on from that narrative. That is not how it is now. Right. Or like women are supposed to be silly and worrying. It's like, no, some of us don't give a crap. (laughs) Like you said too, like how Eric's the nervous one. So you guys, you know that and you adjust for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, this is saying like, and I guess it's telling husbands to adjust for that. If you have a wife that has anxiety or whatever. Right. I don't know. Which if you do, great. But yeah, I, I just think it sounds really outdated. Like that mentality of women are always supposed to be nervous and worrying and like not not anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people that do it, but it's not for Absolutely. the reasons you might think. Yeah. Um, when she names her fears, ask if she has other feelings about it and respond with compassion, help her identify them and lead her to find security in God. Ask God for wisdom to help resolve her fears. I think that's all fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. You do that both ways or with your kids or with anybody that comes to you with anything. Right. Exactly. Validate. Always validate. Yeah. Praise your wife's godly character, focusing on inward qualities. This is word for word. Praise differs from flattery, which is often spoken with hidden motives for gain and highlights, physical features over which a person has little or no control. I want to note they have a whole page of little or like unchangeable things about your appearance. Um, That is a poignant point in regards to purity culture. So we will cover it in a different episode Mm -hmm. because bitches be lying (laughs) bitches being iblp (laughs) so (laughs) so we will cover the whole unchangeable things you can't change by yourself so on paper for the record in this thing it's saying not to focus on outward appearance that is what they say yep okay noted keep that i think i noted that as well um yeah Thank her for her availability. So like an example was because uh, I hmm. thank you for being so willing to drop what you were doing and help me with my needs was their example. Okay. Which is, it is good to be able to like drop what you're doing and help somebody if you, they need help or whatever. I just don't, why is that your example? I don't know. Thank her for her boldness. Like say if you hurt her and she came forward with like, Hey, you hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, reverence and faith. Notice how none of this says anything about expectations, which are so harmful to husbands. They have a whole section mm. in the wife's hands book. So why is there nothing here? There, that word did not creep up once. Right. No, that's hundred percent right. And it sounds like so. Some of the good stuff that's listed here, yeah. it's saying to meet those needs. Is that not? a good amount of healthy expectations of being attentive and helpful and accessible. Right. And 
it sounds like there is kind of a, t- a honey do list, if you will, yeah. on spiritual leadership and stuff for the husbands. Is that not an expectation? So is she not allowed to expect you to do all the things that's written in this manual? Right. I would think so. But also you expect her to do all of these things without being told yes. that your expectations are damaging. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious to see if later it's like, don't expect her to do too much. She's watching a family for you, but I have a feeling it won't pop up. <laughs> I think so. Uh, okay. <laughs> fight against lust and anger is the next section. Okay. We'll talk about it. Uh, self-control is key to your relational success and your ability to protect your wife and family. Men are vulnerable to the temptations of lust and anger. Moral impurity will leave you with the weight of guilt that often erupts in angry outbursts towards your family. Your relationships with your wife and kids will be fractured by these shortcomings. I'm just going to keep going. To overcome lust and anger, live in the power of Jesus' victory over sin, confess your skins, confess your sins, repent, receive forgiveness and cleansing, and walk honestly with God. Ephesians 4, 17 through 5, 2. I didn't look it up. Confess your skins. I am very pale. <laughs> Same. <laughs> the lack of the melanin is very concentrated in moles all over my body. Uh, <laughs> I would okay, like so- to note, well, oh, sorry. Can I finish this one? And then you can yeah, say yeah, all yeah. Go for it. Um, if you lack discipline over anger and harbor moral weakness in your life, your wife's admiration and respect will, for you will, wow, I can't talk. Your wife's admiration and respect for you are greatly damaged, or she'll be a good woman and leave your ass. I wrote that last part, obviously. Not- <laughs> I don't think that's an ideal thing. I don't like that there is nothing in here or in the woman's manual about giving your expectations to God. Um, and mm-hmm. I guess that's all I wrote. So never mind. We already talked about that. I had. I had a weird thought, but I think I cover it later about how. Okay. I'm not gonna yeah. give it away. We're just gonna get there. No, it's it's true though. It's it yeah. Um, to overcome lust and anger and self control, and men are vulnerable. I mean, women can be vulnerable to that stuff mm-hmm. too. It's not just men. It's not just that masculine role. Yeah, absolutely. It goes both ways. I, I, you know, men are obviously more notorious for being creatures of their eyes being the only thing that works, apparently, <laughs> their brain later. But it can go both yeah. ways. It's not the yeah. only one sided thing. And you're right. There's nothing about giving your expectations to God as a man of your wife. Be like, if no. they didn't meet your expectations, then nothing. So far. Not a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Guard your eyes. Out of obedience to God, I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) I was like kind of waiting for it. I was like, she's going to cover her eyes. (laughs) Um, So again, this is most of 99% of this is word for word. Um, Out of obedience to God and love for your wife, guard your heart and mind from lust and your eyes from sensual images. Looking at pornography or looking at women with lust causes a decline in your marriage. They do use the parable from Matthew about um, plucking your eye out. You know, if your eye sins, pluck it Mm -hmm. out. If your hand sins, cut it off. Whatever. Is that part of it? I make that up. If your foot wanders, (laughs) say bye to the whole leg. (laughs) Um, 
Your wife will be deeply wounded if you lust after and delight in the appearance of other women. Her sense of self-worth and self-respect will weaken and she will become envious of other women and insecure in your marriage. There's that word again. Mm. Because of her grief, she will not be able to respond to your affection. So this is what I was going to say earlier. And then I was like, I did not put it there. Comparing these two pages about preserving your marriage from the women's manual and the men's, it implies that women cannot feel lustful or angry, like you said, or that they cannot enjoy watching pornography or keep sensual images in their minds. And then I wrote mm-hmm. Chris Evans' name in this house is Daddy Evans. I call him that. Franz is <laughs> not. Um, Franz, the other day I was watching New Girl and Megan Fox came on and Franz is like, you put this on for me? Because he loves her. So like, I mean, who doesn't? She's it's fantastic. Not, I get it. She's very hot. And then I wrote, isn't it the same with you guys with the guy that plays Uhtred? What is Eric yes. in The Last Kingdom? Uh, Udi Bagooty uh, yeah, or something? U- Udi Bagooty. He's like, what is Udi Bagooty? It's like, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, I just, I just didn't like that it implies that women can't feel these things and that they too should guard their eyes. Granted, no one should be guarding their eyes. That's not the issue. Um, and I agree that out of respect for your spouse, you should, shouldn't should feel the need to look at other people. Hi. Right. Come here. That was a big meow. You are so bad at walking with this thing on. Hi. Oh, that was so gentle. Oh, it looks like he's just like one of those people that wear like a lampshade at a party, like upside down. <laughs> um. Anyway. Am I in your way? There we go. Um, Yeah, like I was saying, I agree that out of respect for your spouse, you shouldn't feel the need to look at other people. Although watching porn is like really normal for some couples. Um, Even watch it together. Nothing wrong with that. Um, But every couple is different and that should always be a discussion to see what each person is comfortable with and then go from there. So consent on both parties. Yeah. I also just don't like the implication that men have no self-control and women can't feel any, even anger. Anger is part of that. Um, It's oppressive to women's sexuality and is guarding the whole idea that men are raised weakly instead of fixing the problem and raising them correctly from early childhood. Yes. Yeah. Like let's, let's raise men to be strong. Be like, if you you know, if you're having thoughts or feelings about things that you find are inappropriate, you are within your control to be able to fix them right. and change things. And you know what? You don't have to put the expectation on women to do things differently. Right. You you can change yourself or there's things you can do. I mean, yeah. there's so many things. Yeah. I, I, I know somebody who's like, I love my wife. Um, you know, I work in a, a place that's mostly females everywhere he's like if there's an attractive woman I take my glasses off before she walks the room so I don't actually get a good vision of her he's like I would hate to do anything that would make my wife feel uncomfortable or like I was looking at somebody else so he takes his glasses off like yeah just just keep yourself in check there are things you can control yeah yes and it has to be like a decision between the two of you not just like assuming on either side I don't know right right but there are ways to guard yourself and and you're perfectly capable as a man to right. do that sorry and if you're vulnerable and weak that means that you weren't raised very well sorry yeah and don't put yourself in compromising situations right right just don't do it don't do it sorry for insulting your mother but she didn't do a good <laughs> job 
Um, <laughs> allow time to prepare for changes. So I, I kind of like this section. Um, a wife, well, not this first part, a wife finds security and fulfillment in wisely managing her home and family. She could find those things elsewhere. Um, mm -hmm. When a significant event or change is about to affect your family, your wife needs sufficient time to mentally and emotionally prepare for it. They're talking about like moving or like mm. you're going to quit your job or you're going to get a new job or like military stuff, you know, I'm sure like PCSing right. is part of that and whatever. Right. Or like maybe you're having another baby or right. whatever. Right. Um, totally. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Everyone should have as much warning as you can give them for stuff like that. Um, yes. Also, and I also wrote some big change could come from her side of the relationship that you need to discuss as well. But obviously, if she's not working or doing anything for herself, then that won't happen. Right. But I mean, even think about, you know, maybe her, her parents are getting older and she's like, I right. want my parents to move in with us. Well, right. that's your side of the family too. You yeah. married her. That's true. That's a big change. Yep. Um, discuss the implications. So moving employment changes or remodeling, listen to her perspective, give her forewarning. This says give her forewarning for vacations, rearranging furniture or reorganizing belongings. Wait to move forward until you've done these things. Be sensitive to her need. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to put myself under the spotlight here. Um, yes. Please okay. let me know if there's a vacation time coming up yes. or you move something because it messes with me so bad because I'm pretty sure I have ADD and I will never be able to find the thing you moved. So okay, that's I get relevant that. to myself. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get yep. that. Okay. But yes, forewarning, always good. Although that seems kind of trivial. A little, um, yeah. That's what I was like. That's a little. It's trivial. Yeah, like it oh, is. I have to forewarn you that I moved your cup to the dishwasher. <laughs> like I just, I don't know. Um, recognize your wife's efforts to please you. Women tend to be quite okay. I don't really like this either. Women tend to be quite well. It's not not true. Attentive to details, and they find pleasure in investing extra thought, time, and effort in special meals, gifts, or events for their husbands. Not all. Women I think do. no, but I think women are just better at multitasking. That being said, I have met some men that are also that person yeah. in their relationship that put a lot of forethought into doing things for their significant other. Absolutely, it's very sweet. It's great. We love those men. I believe they're called simps, actually. It's pretty great. <laughs> I thought everyone simp, should have one. I thought simp was like what you do when you are a but that's ship. Oh no, like a really like I ship it. Like yeah. no, I don't so I don't know if it like actually stands for anything. I just know when like a guy gets called a simp, it's like, oh, like you're just a doormat for your girl, like you'll do anything with her. She just walks all over you. I was like, why is that such a bad thing? If you're in a healthy relationship, like, yeah, call yeah. me a simp. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I embrace the word. I think it's great. I told my dad that it is like, you know, you're a simp, right? And he's like, what? I was like, you totally are. He's like, I wear it with pride. <laughs> <laughs> it's good in a healthy situation. If you're yes. both simps, it's awesome. Yes. Call um, me simp daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new rapper name. <laughs> Call me Simp Daddy. Oh my God. The <laughs> sweetest, most sensitive rapper of all time. Um, yes. Love they, songs only. Bless. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, 
take notice, praise her, and express your appreciation when your wife makes a special meal, decorates a room, or finishes a task that you have asked her to do. Tell her what you like about what she has done and recognize the skills and talents she employed in the process. I just didn't like the a task that you asked her to do. Why can't it just be a task? Right. You could have just ended it right there and I wouldn't have had an yeah. issue with it, but I had an issue with it because you had to add that little bit. Last part was unnecessary. <laughs> um, avoid correcting your wife in public. And I wrote, woof, this wasn't in the woman's manual, probably because women can't correct their husbands. Yes. Not saying you should correct your wife in public. There's not, it's, I don't agree with that. Anyway, no, but t- time and place, yes. time and place. Um, Pick the literally. Well. The next sentence starts, there is a time and place (laughs) (laughs) for discussing changes that may need to be made in your wife's attitudes, language, mannerisms, conduct, or money management. Be sensitive to her feelings, speak to her privately, listen to her response with sincerity. If you make public jokes or cutting remarks to emphasize something you dislike about your wife, her sense of self-worth will be damaged. She will most likely want to publicly retaliate. Okay. Okay. That's all well and dandy. I agree there is a time and a place and you shouldn't, you should never cut somebody down to point out something that they did that you didn't like. Yes. However, like avoiding correcting your wife in public. So like, let's say it is a healthy relationship. Like, oh, now it's not the time and the place. Like, we'll talk about it later. You come home and be like, oh, like you did this. I think we need to talk about it. Cause like, I didn't feel comfortable or whatever. Great. But I think it does kind of put like, isolation as part of it you can cut your wife down at home if you want because nobody's there to witness it if you're if it's an unhealthy unequal relationship you know if you're married to somebody who's really just not a kind person yeah you will have no idea what's happening because that will not be happening in a public place that's why I don't like that Mm. yeah I don't even think it's an opportunity to be very unkind I don't like it no Elsa says, value your wife's opinion. Sometimes God gives a wife special insight that he does not give to her husband. Talk to her about major business decisions. Consider her perspective. All great. Um, Be consistent. We love that. And it's not saying like, you have to agree to it. You just have to listen and like actually consider it. Like it all talks about like, actually consider what she's saying. She may have insight that you don't see, but then it's also like wives your husband may be going dealing with something that you don't see either so it goes both ways which I like mm-hmm. not in the manual yeah. but I remember you saying stuff like that so yeah yeah um be consistent in family discipline I have issues with this one a little bit um okay parents must work together to be consistent in disciplining their children yes because consistency it's like training a dog which is horrible children are not dogs <laughs> but like you have to be consistent you know what I mean like if they get on the same page yeah absolutely if you're yeah. undermining each other then your kid's gonna take advantage of you because they're manipulative little fuckers and because they I love kids <laughs> that's how I feel about them and because they're they need that consistency for them to feel structure so right I agree with that this is word for word, the law of the mother should clarify and illuminate the commands of the father. So for example, a father might say, I want you to keep your room clean. Then the mother would explain how to do it. Put your clothes here and your toys there. No, it made me mad. (laughs) Why can't you just tell them how to clean their room? Why is that her job? (laughs) 
it, it just sounds like a, a commander dropping like next in line you go take care of the troops like yeah. i've said my bit like okay but you could have just said that directly to them right. they're right there <laughs> right give your kids clear direction agree with your wife and work together so pattern your parenting after biblical models and priorities hold your children accountable for following the household rules and that they also honor their mother and obey her all great i like that i like being like this is your mom she's in charge of you yep like respect her it's your mother absolutely back her up as the father you should take leadership in this area and provide direction for your wife and children if you give the children a command and then fail to reinforce the corresponding rules that your wife gives you to carry out the command she will feel betrayed and blame you if the children rebel I think that's, this is a common thing you see in relationships now. I, I see it all the time. I will say I see it in family structures that are not structured well. Yeah. And I, I have to say it's, it's usually with people that aren't in agreement about having children in the first place. If you have a couple that's like all gung-ho about having kids and raising them together, I don't think this is going to be such a problem. Right. Because they're both equally invested in having kids, but I know a lot of people where like one person wants kids, the other one doesn't. And then the one that maybe was like a little hesitant about having them, all of those duties are falling to them. Right. And of course they're going to get burnt out and irritated. And like, this isn't fair. And I am having to shoulder all of this burden and you're not backing me up. And yeah, you probably will feel betrayed because like, you put me in that authority position and now you're not backing me up. Like totally makes sense to me. Yeah. 100%. Um, I just, you know, I think healthy relationships don't do that because you're equal investment and you would never undermine the other person. Right. So that's my thoughts. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I just don't like the, you should take leadership in this area and provide direction for your wife and children, just in general. Just don't like that line. Well, I mean, if so, if you, I think what they're saying isn't necessarily bad because like if you give the children a command and then fail to reinforce this rules that your wife gives that like like you know keep your own clean right. wife explains how to do it as you know that's but if they kind don't, of how it works reinforce it yeah yeah and like that so you're all the responsibility beyond the mom so you should take leadership over being an equal partner in that situation. I don't think that's a bad point to make. It's like, you're the dad. You've already given her the authority to tell them how to do it. They're not doing it. So what are you going to do about it? Not just her. She's done her bit. What are you doing about it? So that leadership role. So for me, that's that's totally green flag. I'm I'm all about it. Seems fine. Cool. That makes sense. I'm with you. I just think it's maybe written a little strange to read read through it twice. Fully understand it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, there's one later I definitely was like I don't know what this means um, communicate love through good manners your wife wants to feel cherished honor her with your attention assurance of love and protection great it then lists basic manner shit holding doors open pulling out chairs not being a pig person telling her your schedule blah 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 yeah, and then it says outdated. yeah and then it says I had a I had a boyfriend and high school that used to do that stuff for me and I hated it I hated it yeah it got on my nerves 
so because I was like I can do it like I can open my own door like I got so like the, every once in a while it's like cute you know what I mean like it's sweet but like constantly I'm good. yeah um I agree Eric used to he used to open my door for me all the time like my car door yeah and I'm like I'm not waiting for you to come all the way around the car to open my doors like I am perfectly capable no. of opening up my own door like yeah. it's not cute if you're not if it's not helpful right if you're helping me with something right if my arms yes. are full thank you yeah. yeah no that's sweet like you know if I if I bring home groceries and like he's already out in the garage because he knows I'm gonna be home in five minutes and he's yeah. like oh like opens the door and starts taking them out like thank you that is yes. sweet it's yes. helpful but like don't just open my door so I can get out. It's really yeah, it's annoying a, and I can really do it my annoying. darn self. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's just personal. <laughs> Obviously that's a personal preference thing. Yes. I agreed. just personally hate it. I'm sure some women love it. We just aren't one of them. Yeah. Um, this says, I don't, I don't like this one. Um, if you want to work on developing manners, tell your wife about your goal. Ask her to assist you by patiently waiting for you to open the door, standing by her chair as she waits to be seated and gently reminding you of other ways that you can show courtesy to her and others. This is probably the biggest bullet point I have a problem with. It's so disingenuous. <laughs> can you help me be nicer to you? Yeah, well, I don't know how, so you have to teach me. I'm sorry, but that is not my fucking responsibility. No, not even a little when bit. We women, especially if it's your wife, like in the Bible, they even said it in the other ones, like leave your leave your mom and cleave on to your wife. Yep. It doesn't say cleave on to another woman who's going to be also your mother. Yep. You are a grown man. If you want to learn certain good qualities, you implement them. You do not need help. It's good to be affirmed, like, oh, I saw right. you like really grew in that one area. Absolutely. Or you have been more attentive lately, but. It is not a woman's responsibility to handhold you. Yes. I'm sorry. There yes. is not. No, that's ridiculous. Yes. I, I hate knew it. You, I knew you were like, I was like, I really <laughs> don't like this at all. Don't. I'm not your fucking mother. Okay. Um, no, I'm not. If you wanted one, I'm sure you can find one that's like 20 years older than you. She'll take great care of you. You have fun. Move back in with your real mother. I'm sure she'll baby or the that. shit out of you. Um. <laughs> make sure you are consistent so she doesn't feel insecure and potentially resist your attentions in the future I feel that like word again I feel like if if I had if I still if I was still with that boyfriend which I wouldn't be, be like 15 years but I feel like at some point I would just hold my car door closed out of anger <laughs> just like hit the child lock like multiple <laughs> times back and forth like stop it <laughs> or he's just, got like the key fob you just like back back, back or back. wait wait till he's by the door and then open it really hard so I hit him in the shins and be like oh, oh no I didn't see you there I didn't realize you know I'm, I'm just my muscles I've been going to the gym and using them I'm sorry yeah I didn't see you there it's more yeah. force than I anticipated because I'm just strong like that hmm. Ugh. This one, I like this one. Acknowledge failures and ask for forgiveness. And I have a quick story because in ballet, uh, my ballet class a couple weeks ago, I there's in ballet, there's corners of the room. They're not really of the room. They're like, if you were standing in a box. So like, if I told everyone to face corner one of their box, they're all at the same exact angle, right? Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So, but I was teaching 
the and I teach uh, Russian ballet because it's the most straightforward. And I thought the corners were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, because the French ones are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I hate it. It hurts my brain and I can't function. <laughs> but I recently like reopened my like ballet dictionary and I taught them the wrong corners for years. Oh, I no. taught them the wrong corners. Oh, it no. starts it starts like straight forward facing downstage. It's like twelve one. o'clock. It'd be six. Cause downstage okay, right. would be like straight for where the audience is straight on. typically yeah. in a regular, in a proscenium stage. Yeah. Like they're, they're looking straight behind where the audience sits. That would right. be six o'clock. That got is, it. Yep. Got it, got it. That's corner one. Then okay. two is the actual corner. Three is the wall. Four is the back corner, blah, blah, blah. So, yep. but I, instead of me going, well, they won't know. I literally was like, so guys, I've taught you the wrong corners. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. So we've all adjusted and whatever. And they were like, they were like, wow, normally adults don't admit being wrong like that. Like they were talking about like, their own parents yeah. and stuff. And I, they like respected me for it, which I was like, mm-hmm. that's really interesting that today, even today, because they think about it. That's parents, happening. They're, if they're Gen Z, which I think they all are. Yeah. Um, they're all Gen they Z. They should be. So that means that their parents who are typically Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. are still like not admitting when they're at fault which I feel like is such a baby boomer stupid yes. thing <laughs> and I yes. say that as a child of baby boomers mm-hmm. same yeah. and I just I think it's very important that you acknowledge when you mess up to your kids I think that's huge um yeah absolutely I I will say growing up that was a really big point I was raised with coming from a dad to his children like it wasn't my mom it was my dad anytime that because you know when you're you're a kid you're like just learning how to handle your emotions and like when it's okay to explode and like handle them and it doesn't always go according to plan and sometimes parents do stupid things and it's a way bigger deal to a kid than they realize and he was always quick to be like I'm really sorry I made you feel that way yeah I wasn't being considerate with your time or your expectations that day what we're gonna do and even from the time I was little, I mean, like four or five years old, yeah, he would be like, I'm so sorry. Can you forgive me? Like, what can I do? Yep. So like from the time I was four, that's how I was taught to deal with conflict. I'm sorry that I did this and yeah. didn't consider this. And how do I fix it? Tell me how to fix it. Right. Now my mom does not do that. It is, it, they're totally different parenting strategies. Yeah. She does not ever admit when she's wrong. We just silently move (laughs) move on which is fine yeah Um, but that just goes to show that my parents were raised very differently and that's how my dad's mom raised him and my mom's parents um you know her mom is fine but her dad was a chronic abusive alcoholic and that was never a consider there is never any consideration for how she was feeling growing up and like look how much healthier those outcomes are yeah one parent to another it's huge massive yeah yeah But yeah, I, so I think just if you're a parent, like you should, your kids will learn so much more from you and, and like your parents aren't perfect. No, no parent is perfect. No person is perfect. Perfect is not a thing. So I think, I think adults, at least the generations before us were very much like, keep it strong, keep it together. Nobody can know. Yeah. And I'm glad the generations after us are kind of breaking off and be like you're never going to be perfect you're going to fail and like right. I want you to see what it looks like so you know how to respond when right. you do it right way better yeah I agree 
This says just be humble, admit your faults, keep short accounts and bring them out in the open to resolve them. Fantastic. Um, yep. Very and good. they Great said, uh, the apostle Peter admonished husbands to live with their wives, which I think means not live with your wife. Where is that taken from? I'll first, look it up. First Peter 3, 7. Oh, I think I have it right here. This link below. Yeah. If you want to click on it, it's the whole oh. passage. Um, well, hang on. The way they pulled it is according to knowledge, which this is halfway into a sentence, <laughs> dot, 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 according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. I'll let you read that because I read it and I was Three, like, seven. I don't really know what it means, but. Okay, so uh, let's see. This is the NIV version. Yeah, you can switch it to whatever. I'm just going to switch it to what I'm more familiar to. If I can stink and find it, where is it? There it is. Okay, because sometimes just switching between the versions makes it a little easier to understand. So they're pretty similar. I'll just go back to NIV. That's fine. Yeah, because what is okay, so James, I feel no, probably, which is probably part of the confusion. So the ESV, which is what I normally use, says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay, I think they, they use that but, throughout. Different okay, sections. so wait, because that's him saying, that's Peter saying live with your wives in understanding mm -hmm. the iblp's website says a, a, i can't even say it anymore how do you say that admonish 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 yeah the definition for admonish is warn or reprimand someone uh firmly or advise or urge someone earnestly or warn something of someone of something to be avoided mm. so i feel like the iblp took that in a way of like don't live with your wives right and understanding the apostle peter <laughs> admonished what husbands to live with their wives so i think when they say admonishing like they're admonishing the husbands like if you do not live in with like if oh. you and franz are not in agreement right blah 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 I think that's more what they're meaning. Okay. So even like I just switched the versions. Yeah. In the NIV, it says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. So like it's admonishing the husbands, actually. Okay. It's not the wives. Got it. It's more warning. Keep this in mind. Got it. I legit mm -hmm. was confused. I was like, I don't understand what this <laughs> is saying. I'm going to copy and paste and put the whole passage there. Amanda can tell me what it means. I literally was like, I can't. I'm not following this fully. Um, there you go. So that's number 13 of their training manual thing. Basically. Because I have a feeling, I have a feeling this is going to continue to be a thing. So, yeah. So we were a little long-winded on the last episode. Um, there. We're gonna we're gonna split it up for you guys. Unless you're on a really long road trip, then you're you're just gonna have to hit play next. But for the rest of you, it'll be in two episodes. Yep. So uh, you can hit the next episode now, or take a well-deserved break. There you go. And music. <laughs>